Welcome to another episode of Top Shelf Nerds, the show for nerds, by nerds, about nerds. I am DJ and with me today is Buck and the Professor. Uh, this week we're trying a new format, so stick with us and we'll be talking about the games we're currently playing. So, how, how's it been, chaps? It was a lot better before you came along. Hmm? I said it was better before you came along. Oh, can you believe it? Episode 25, guys. No, you do, you do a thing for 25 weeks and you get to episode 25 basic uh, causality <laughs> oh man this is i wish we did i wish we did something better <laughs> maybe we could do something better i was just keeping and that seemed to be all right so the first topic um it's yours professor yes my first topic is a god-awful small affair there's a uh, ground penetrating radar has identified a liquid lake under the Martian ice cap. Can, can I can I just say I'm, I'm giving you a round of applause that you didn't call it water like every. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting sick and tired of every guy. Oh, we found water on Mars. And at best, it's going to be extremely salty water because it's liquid in a bloody ice cap. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. About twenty kilometers. The lake is about twenty kilometers wide. And no more than a meter deep. Yeah, it's a, a very, very skinny lake. Been, uh, been on Jenny Craig a bit too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, although I have to say, um, there are actually lots of lakes like that in Australia and other areas of the world where they're not actually very deep for a vast majority of it. Like um, Lake Illawarra, for example, down in New South Wales. Yep. Large tracks of that that are no more than a meter deep, and the uh, the salt lakes that yep. we have here, when they are flooded, they are only a meter deep. Mm-hmm. And there's um, a lot, lot of the lakes in um, South America where they're seasonal, so most of the time they're, they're not even even a foot deep, let alone a meter. Yeah, not all that unusual, but yeah, it's it's nice to see that they're still looking at map finding. Yeah. And it will be uh, interesting if they can get to Mars and see if there's any extremophiles living there. Although, I don't know how exactly you would um, sterilize a Mars rover well enough that you could drill into the lake and take samples without contaminating it. Mm. Although the atmosphere is clear enough and the gravitation would be low enough, that if when you drill, wouldn't some of that water... As a... Yeah. Um... Not necessarily float, but... Um, if you drill drill the hole to a certain point, yeah. So, imagine uh, if you broke into the the liquid layer, you could get an upwelling. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the name with it. It goes up like a straw. And it forces it. capillary action. That's yeah. It could be a capillary action if the hole's small enough, yeah. or um, even if it's it's just under pressure, like oil wells. Yeah, but I was also thinking with the atmosphere and the gravitational field. If it's if the gravitational field's low enough and it's under pressure and all that, that as well, so you could have a a slow forming geyser and then just capture it quite quickly. That would be pretty cool. The DJ's gone quiet. Did you mute him? No, no. I'm just. Re- oh, I'm, once I didn't. <laughs> uh, I'm just reading it through here. All it's it's very interesting how they said it's all. It's a fifteen. It's a breakthrough. Fifteen years in the making. It's amazing. Yeah, that's the uh, the thing with a lot of um science interplanetary science especially if you've got to wait for new hardware to get out there well pretty much all science when when they have the breakthrough there's always the years and years, uh you want to make sure that you actually know what you're talking about because if you screw up the uh, rest of the science just won't let you forget it oh yeah having done my actual behavior of science i completely understand that but all the groundwork in developing all the research and everything like that even when you do actually find something, it's going to be years before you release that data because you've got to have it all confirmed, all the analyzed and everything like that. And then repeat uh, your findings, if um, just to be sure. Yeah, well, that's with all the 
analyzing and so forth. But it's got to be replicable and everything. So my question is though, will this be will this validate the fact that we can live in Mars in the near future? No, because there's no reason based on the science that we had up until last week when they discovered confirmed the discovery of this lake. There was um, no reason we couldn't have already terraformed Mars. Plus it was just build a base on a glacier, scoop up some ice and melt it down. And even if they did drill through, this is salt, most likely salt water. It's mm-hmm. negative 10 degrees Celsius, the Plus civilized measurement. There was the um, terraforming process that was suggested by someone a while ago with shooting nuclear missiles. It could also help terraform it, but <laughs> the yeah, but atmosphere. if there is any sort of... Um, any sort of extremophile life form on Mars. We shoot it with a nuclear missile, we cause it to mutate, and we've just created a horror movie. <laughs> thank thank you, Starship Troopers. We're already living with one here. We're, 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 we're living a horror movie day to day. Us personally, we got the deep. <laughs> the rest of the world, they got Kim Jong-un and Donald Dump. Like, yeah, I can't, can't see how we could be more, much worse of a... Yeah. Or a movie with those idiots with their thumbs on killing missiles. And Iran has apparently started shaking the shield saying they want to be taking over America or something. Oh, that. Uh, luckily, that was a bit of um, media hype. Ah. The full quote was along the lines of uh, peace with Iran will be the mother of peace. War with Iran will be the mother of all war. And the media just jumped on the mother of all war bit and were like, oh no, Iran wants to kill everyone. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't. I reckon if it went to all-out war, I don't think Iran would last that long. No. After all that's... the bits and pieces that have gone on, I reckon the large tracks in Carpa wouldn't be strategic bombing. A lot of the world would just go, "Yep, we need a car park in the Middle East." <laughs> I turn the whole planet into a car park, <sighs> like in um that Crash Bandicoot racing game. The plot was that uh, if the Crash Bandicoot characters couldn't beat the alien invader in a race he would turn the entire planet into a car park okay so that's what happened we lost the race because <laughs> when you drive around a lot of cities it's getting to be more and more it's just getting overwhelmed with car parks yeah car parks to support the uh, ridiculous high density apartment buildings oh well it's only a matter of time before the world goes into ashes yep which is why i'm on planning on being not on the planet when that happens I'm uh, I'm gonna suck up very hard to Elon and <laughs> Jeff Bezos and Boeing and everyone who has spaceships because I don't want to be here when that happens. Yeah, at the moment, I think you and I are the two with the greatest chance of avoiding that situation. Um, sorry, DJ, but you you you're not really being able to offer much skill for them to take you with them off the planet. Well, I plan to uh, just hide under my um my uh. You nuclear bunker, you know, and uh, wait and wait at that. Maybe on my last the... time, your cardboard box is not a nuclear bunker, and neither is your blanket fort. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I can survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, him and the cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Although, that's a bit of an odd cockroach. Oh, well, the cockroaches and I have one thing in common we're somewhat sentient. If you leave cockroaches alone for long enough, they will evolve into a children's band. You start the computer, you're going to have to explain it. The Wiggles were a uh, band called the Cockroaches before they were the Wiggles. Yeah, I know. I just wasn't sure whether the DJ actually... Ah. I'm old enough, I actually remember when they actually had big hits in the top. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, shall we... I know people who went to university with them in Wollongong. Anyways, guys, shall we move on? I don't know who's leading the show tonight. (laughs) That'll be me. We'd be waiting for you to move it on. That's the reason why we're talking about everything else. Every week. If he's not hosting, he tries to push things along. If he is hosting, he doesn't host. <laughs> hey, I'm the, I, I don't want to be rude, so that's why. But, um... Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> don't lie. You're always um, being rude. Oh. Yeah, rude bugger. <laughs> oh, 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 anyways, uh, but anyways, um, moving on. on. You're at the wrong end of the football field. Go back to the other end of the football field. You're peaking your mic again. <laughs> anyways, guys, so um, moving on though. Um, Microsoft has recently um announced its new controller, and this the bright side to this it's it benefits disabled people. You mean the controller they announced several months ago? Oh, this is the official. This is the official line. 
But they announced several. Yeah, and you're right. They did announce it several months ago. Yep. So, yeah. what's the details? Uh, so the details for this one, details for this one is that um, this was this controller was made um with along from with Microsoft along with other disabled um, charities that specialize in disabled gamers in helping disabled gamers such as the Able Gamers Charity, the Cerebral Palsy Foundation, Craig Hospital, Special Effect, and Warfighter Engaged. Uh, to and um, this was to meet. This was made to. This was a device to meet their needs, and um, it acts as a hub for third-party accessibility wah, devices. Wah. You failed. Uh, Sorry, you're reading <laughs> the article again. No, I'm not. I've you're I've not. made this whole thing. I've written this whole thing. Honestly, out. he actually has gone and tried to summarize it because as he was speaking, I was searching for phrases okay. in the um in the article, and he I, didn't I, quote word for word. I apologize. I could just, I could tell that you were reading something from somewhere. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, just, yeah. but um, anyways, as I was, uh, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted Ooh. by some. <laughs> anyways, um, so this this is the company's first official first party controller for people with limited mobility. So this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good achievement. Yeah, um, one of the looking at some of the pictures here, one of the groundbreaking pieces with this is the method of interaction, and part of that is due to the actual dramatic increase in size. Yeah, where it's about four times the size of an Xbox One controller, which is already about, about the size of a cat's head. So, yeah, it's going to be quite good. One thing I haven't been able to work out yet, those, um, I can't see it. Haven't seen it in the, any articles I've read. Are those big black discs? Are they thumbstick replicas? Analogs, whatever. Um, from what I've gathered is um here because they look to me like if they're not for like DJing and dropping sick beats and whatever, <laughs> they must be big, uh, big sort of thumb pad thumbstick devices. But then there's not enough buttons on the controller, so obviously the controller isn't standalone it's got a bunch of ports in the back where you connect other devices oh yeah 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 it's it's saying here it offers ports into which you can plug other switches and buttons pressure set tubes etc which not every disabled person is able to use their hands so you'll have some yeah. using straws and so forth so for breath control um i think that they may actually be a, not so much a a, a, a stick but more of a pressure pack so that mm -hmm. they can move their hand across and just activate it that way yeah uh, from what i've gathered Actually, oh. just found something uh two big circular black buttons so uh they they don't seem to be thumbsticks no they're just just flat i'm actually looking at a picture of it sitting up against an xbox one it's almost the same size almost the same length and over half the width and the but and there's and it is only just raised up a little bit so yeah yeah uh, from what I've gathered about this one is that the uh, adaptive controller's core is developed is using the Microsoft um, Copilot tech, which allows a person to use two Xbox controllers simultaneously. And okay. so one so one can use the Xbox controller and the adaptive controller as a supplement for the triggers, maybe. And yet I still can't change what um what player number my controller plugs into my PC is. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's gonna that's gonna stink. Uh, you didn't you didn't drop one, did you? Nah. Uh, what else is it? What other specific details? Um, oh, the key. The I key just love reading through that every uh, item in this article. They go into detail about why it's uh, important for disabled people. Yeah. And my sister's disabled, and she has trouble playing uh, with a controller sometimes. Mm -hmm. She has cerebral palsy, so. Not um not bad enough that she needs something like this for most games, but I can understand where they're coming from with all of the uh, the little design elements. Mm -hmm. You know what's another beautiful part about this? Even though um once it's it's pre-ordered, you can pre-order it for a hundred bucks. The beautiful part about this as well is the packaging. As I recently found out that their pack, if I post the link up, the uh, packaging for it is no, there's no um ropes or um what's that zip ties attached to this so all you need is just pull up pull off a pull, pull off a, um, a switch and it, the box automatically dismantles itself and you can get the controller 
So you don't need to bite down the butt packet or anything like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so hang on a second. And this idea came, they, 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 Microsoft also developed that idea because they were saying like, a lot of these limited mobility gamers are actually used to opening packages with their teeth. Hmm. And so um, the... One, one of the amazing things... One of the amazing things on this, though, is Microsoft is actually focused on making it so that it is a easily customizable controller, and the any whatever device you plug it into, just going to see it as another controller. Yeah, no, I just remember what I was thinking. Hundred bucks—that's literally unheard of for assistive tech. Yeah. Yeah, like how much does it cost for a wheelchair these days? No uh, idea, but even like computer hardware. Um, Anywhere from three and a half grand through $55,000 for a wheelchair, depending Wait, on how intense you want to go. So you were saying, Buck, the price of a wheelchair goes from 3000 3K to... Three, three and a half through to um, 55000 Jeez. There's a um, wheelchair you can get from a company in England, and there's another one doing something similar in America where it actually straps around the legs and the body. So can actually have the person standing upright and being supported by the chair. Yeah. So, like, you're just limited by how much you got to spend on what's... But, yeah, it's the cheapest one I've seen at the moment is three and a half grand, and then you've got to put... Ah. Yeah. You were going to say something, Professor? Yeah, the, the pricing of um, this is a $100 controller is just insane because ergonomic keyboards and keyboards designed for people with disabilities are ridiculously priced. Like, anywhere up to over a thousand bucks although i have to say um microsoft is actually becoming a world leader with regards to disability and inclusivity they actually have a hiring policy aimed at improving neurodiversity in the work their workplace so they're actually actively seeking to employ people who are autistic bipolar whatever and changing the interview process and actually having an environment that actually encourages that sort of situation because the opportunity is amazing when you start to get people with a different way of thinking involved. And then, yeah, they've been supporting a lot of the um, research for software for a lot of gadgets. I've noticed and some stuff I've been reading lately as well. So they're partnering up to help make the world a better place. Yeah. Speaking of um, hiring um, people with disabilities uh, in regards to Microsoft, this whole thing was actually developed by a Microsoft employee. Interesting enough. Yeah. So do you know, was it some sort of like um, one of their free time projects? I know companies like Google have uh, like 90% of your work week is dedicated to whatever your manager tells you. Then you get 10% to work on um, on projects that you've come up with or something along those lines. Um, Jenny LeFleury Le um, is actually heading up Microsoft's accessibility efforts so they've actually got a department that's actually working towards it cool the, uh the guy's name but uh for for those who are, who are interested is uh his name is solomon romney and he's the guy behind the inspiration behind the uh, xbox ad- adaptive controller and he's the learning specialist with microsoft and yeah and jenny lafleury is actually his boss yeah he's been helping to say so he's working as part of it so yeah but looking further down in the article um She's Microsoft is interested in helping with, especially here we go, the Cerebral Palsy Foundation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've they've got a lot. They've as I say, they've, they've been focusing in a lot with different things, and I've come across some of the bits and some of the like the um, neurodiversity stuff with some of my studies <laughs> and so forth. So yeah, and do you know um are these devices easy to like? Have they announced if they'll be hackable? I know you can connect pretty much any device with a 3.5 mil jack to them, but can you write custom drivers and stuff? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, what I've said from from here, it's um, from what I've gathered, they said that uh, the key is the rear of the device, a row of 3.5 mm ports, 19 of them in total, plus a USB port. Uh, it does support... Um, it does support third-party prefer- peripherals, such as common adapter switches... Yeah, but what I'm thinking is, can I take one of these devices designed for gaming and mod it so that someone can use it in day-to-day office work? I don't know. That would be interesting to see someone hack yeah. it. They, they um, have said that they want it to be 
fully customizable. And yeah, it's just looking through some of the bits and pieces here. It's on a rechargeable battery. I'm guessing that there will be options with how you can operate the buttons and if with different things you, you connect to it with you, when you actually set it up you'll have the customizable control aspects so i'm pretty sure that if you connect it to another device for use in an office you could probably customize it and set that up i've seen someone actually using a um what's the name tablet at, in an office where they've only got one hand yeah and yeah. that all the software had been customized and that actually helped to customize a lot of other software um and they had a, another person had a um, joystick controller that was taken off of a gamesmith so that um, the two joysticks off of a PS4 controller, I think it was, because of the way they're situated, was more suitable for someone who could only have a couple of fingers to use and they could actually operate some pieces with that and the button at the front of it. So, yeah, you might have to sit down and write a lot of coding yourself, but they're trying to make it so that it, it, I think they're opening it up so that you can do that. I hope they do because uh, for the price, this is looking like a great a great piece of tech. And I've just uh, started working as an IT guy at a company that specializes in working with disabled people. So I'm starting to really get to know what some of these sorts of things are. And I'm excited to see what they can do with this. Yeah, I've, I think this will be a great step for Microsoft in the end because with all the with, with gaming industries, I th- with the um, demographics of gamers growing and growing, they've got to they've got to um, work extra harder now. To f- remember yeah. the '90s when everyone hated Microsoft and thought they were evil. <laughs> I have, I have to say, oh, yeah. I didn't. I always referred to Uncle Bill as Uncle Bill. Always. <laughs> I've always loved Microsoft. Was it two? Was it two thousand eight, two thousand? It's um now Apple. It's evil now. I always, always had it. The only reason Apple gets away with it is because there's no S's to turn into dollar signs. <laughs> but um, uh, here Although is New York doesn't like them because they they keep trying. They actually tried an advertising campaign at one point where they said, "Come and join us with the Big Apple." <laughs> oh, that and would New not. York, New York actually sued them. It's quite successfully. Wow. Well, hey, you never mess with New York. No one messes with New York. Except Chicago. Uh, um, yeah. But, I'm just uh, looking at all the bits and pieces on this, and I think with what you were saying, Professor, that it does. Because, yeah, Microsoft, they're saying here that it's a device, that, as I said, it's easily customizable. Um, the buttons on there are super sensitive on the edges for directional control. So um, with the 19 adaptive plug, and if, you, if you're going to do anything, you could probably just contact them. Hey, looking at this, is there anything you can offer to you suggesting for the help? And they'd probably actually sit there and go, hey, look, that's a great idea. This is, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know where you go. And if you have any trouble, hit us up and I'll work with you and probably help. Yeah. We should do a review of this controller when it comes out. Are you going to so go you have a hundred bucks to spend on a controller that you're only going to use once? Actually, he's got to buy next. Um, yeah, if they said, uh, like, I assumed it would work with a PC because a standard Xbox controller does. Let's see if you buy it. Uh. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> but uh, no, I also want to see, it's not only the controller I'm, I'm also interested in. I'm, I'm also interested in the packaging because, as, as I said earlier, it looks really cool. The DJ is the kind of guy who gets more fun out of tearing open his, his birthday presents than actually. Hey, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Don't you ever watch those unboxing videos and go like, oh, that looks nope. really cool? Nope. No? Uh, but still, I, I, I like to see this controller in, in action. Yeah. I want to see this. I want to see more of this controller. Like, maybe we could do a review of it sometime. Maybe we could do a, maybe we could w- see a live stream of it. Hopefully. Hopefully soon. Probably not us, but someone will definitely review it. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, anyways, um, moving along. Um, Buck, you've got something about Fallout. I do. Yeah, in the, the form Diddy, of a... Diddy Tom Cruise movie. Oh no, no, we, we, no, no, Tom Cruise. No, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Tom Cruise. Oh, um, you just said his name more than I did. Interesting fact is, is um, I actually provided you. I provided you. And the professor provided you an extra link. Still only got. This is what happens when we let the DJ write the show notes. <laughs> All right. All righty. Okay. Um, for all those who enjoy cooking and also enjoy 
we've got the Fallout 76 Cook or the Vault Dwellers official, which is actually available on Amazon at this point. Um, the price is $22.50, I'm guessing that's US. In a hardcover, available October 23, 2008. It's a uh, good-looking book. Yeah. Got some interesting recipes, like mostly just standardised sort of stuff, but um, the lady who is responsible for it is Victoria. Victoria Rosenfeld. That's it. I know I have it somewhere else here. Yep. Um, is an epic nerd who loves gaming, experimenting in the kitchen, and works designing graphics for NASA. And looking through some of the actual recipe stuff, they've got uh, Dish Dirty Wastelander, the Daddy-O, the Nuka Bomb Drop, some of the drinks. <laughs> um, here's, here's one for the DJ. Lady Palmer's Sweet Roll for, as a dessert. Oh, nice. <laughs> Dandy Boy Apples, Mississippi Quantum Pie. Most of it, as, as I said, looks like it's going to be just fancy changed around names on some fairly ordinary sorts of recipes, maybe with a few quirks and so forth. But, yeah, they got the brown, beef and vegetable roast soup. Which has been changed to Brahming because. Yeah, it's um. Def- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, what the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Definitely looks like most recipes are just real world stuff with a few small changes and find replace beef ramen. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm kind of excited for it. And the fact that she's actually got a blog um, yes, my favorite part. She's got a whole lot of things that she's been doing. She's been. It's not like it's a new thing. Turn around, going. I'm going to release a cookbook because I like games. She's got lots of pretty cool sorts of stuff. There's an Overwatch League London Spitfire popsicle. Mm, looks so nice. As her her blog is uh, pixelated provisions. So yes, um, Dark Souls Three Victory Brew. So yeah, it's. There's, there's lots of interesting recipes here with some cool names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a fellow, fellow nerd who's having fun and doing something pretty cool. And it's not like she's just, uh, like we said, she's not just some hack who's been hired to do it. She actually plays these games and gets into the lore and writes a little article about each meal she designs. And I, I have to say, I'm loving this topic because so far the DJ entire time except for a little... Yeah, I'm drooling. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at, for example, the Victory Brew, and uh, she's written. She's written something really. She's written a really nice um background to this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's literally what I just said. <laughs> and, um, this uh, Goron spiced meat skewers from Breath of the Wild, making me <laughs> hungry, and I oh. just ate dinner before we recorded. <laughs> and then the yeah, she's got some pretty cool things there for. I ever watch. You can actually go through and look for things by for recipes by game. So there's Battle Chef, Binding of Isaac, Blade and Soul, Bloodborne, Golf Story by a Brisbane developer, I believe. Is it? Oh, I haven't got that far down. No. Too busy looking at some of the others. Yeah. Grand Grand Theft Auto, Chicken Wings, Final Fantasy Fallout series. Ah, uh, she's even got Teriyaki, Final Fantasy XV, Nebula, Sa- Salmon Bites. Oh, that. Just, just that looks beautiful. I'm gonna, I need to buy some salmon now. Um, there's Overwatch. I'm gonna have to sit down and actually do some of these things. Yeah, yeah. And it's so much better than the uh, generic cocktails they served at the Nether, not Nether World, the old one, the Manor Bar. Mm. Where it's like this is a gaming themed bar, and they literally serve other cocktails. Just they stick some gaming name on the front of it. And the fact is that it's not just cocktails. It's also like. There's actual meals, like so yeah. entrees, mains, and desserts, and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's the Elder Scrolls Skyrim. They've got a section here where there's an apple pie, a cheese souffle. A recipe for the 500 cheese wheels you're carrying around. Yeah, well, you, that's it. Um, then there's also for The Sims and The Witcher, Wolfenstein, strawberry milkshake, and turkey dinner. Wait, there's a Pac-Man meal? Yep. 
<laughs> I'm kind of dis- disappointed it's not like Sago. <laughs> oh, here we go. There's even there's even a Pokemon section. Oh, that's good. that's brilliant. Mago Sushi Village Sub Combo. Ah, uh, okay. Wonder if there's one for Mortal Kombat. And she has an adorable cor- little corgi type thing. Oh, uh, oh, there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. The pizza. I don't know what type of pizza they put in there. Uh, it's a regular. Uh, yeah, for all those looking at um, finding a, a a gift for Christmas for your your gaming enthusiast, you want to step it outside the usual parameters of what they'll be expecting. Here's something to look for. If anyone wants to buy one of these for me for Christmas, I'd sit down and look at it and go, "Heck yeah!" How much is the book? It's twenty two dollars fifty. Ah. Uh. Uh, it's only in hardcover at the moment and that's about 20 times more than the dj has in savings so he's not (laughs) buying it for you (laughs) oh never say never professor never say never a great a great bond (laughs) not the sequel though never say never again i know this is theme song at the end (laughs) and then there was the uh the shitty uh justin bieber remake Oh no, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Oh, and, let's not go there. And let's just with um Justin. <laughs> yeah. Let, Quick, let, DJ, let... save us. Bring up something else. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk, let, let's go to the next section of the games we played this week. So Professor, you played Octopath Traveler, I he said earlier on. Yep. I pre ordered it. Uh I've been playing it since it came out, getting a couple of hours in a day. Completely addicted. Give us a brief story of it. Of, of well, the game. I'm only part way through. Um, I'm not sure how long the game is going to be entirely, but it took me about 12 hours to unlock all eight characters. And instead of having a a standard story where you start off with one one or two characters and then explore and find the rest of your party, you get to pick from one of the eight characters and then travel around and meet everyone else. And so far, there's no uh, real, like, We've got to save the world overarching plot like you get in Final Fantasy. It's just different people going about their lives and having different goals. So my main character, the scholar, his plot is about uh, is about finding a book thief and tracking down antique books that have gone missing. Hmm. Then there's say a, a dancer who is out to get revenge on the people who killed her dad. And the the uh you could theoretically complete someone's entire story as far as i know with just that one character but it does encourage you to meet other people because of the the way the game is balanced so what do you like about this game so far so far it's got absolutely gorgeous graphics the the music's pretty good but the the battle system i haven't played a turn-based jrpg in quite a long time but the uh, the battle system feels really solid and I like the uh, the vulnerability system. When you fight an enemy, you try different weapons on it for uh, the first few rounds. And although you're uh, you do know if you run into it again, what works on it. And you have to if you beat it up a few times, you stun it and then can do more damage. So it uh, it encourages you to have a diverse team. And there's no one strategy that's OP. For the whole game yeah sounds cool yeah yeah uh, not to be, uh, this is square enix by the way so uh, be... no i don't believe it is we made bravely default developers square enix okay yeah and the publisher is nintendo and square uh, enix yes. square enix and acquire yeah 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 but yeah it looks really i'm looking i'm liking the um cover the uh, packaging artwork it looks really cool yeah you don't see a lot of that uh that art style in the game, except in menus and stuff. Yeah. But um, the main game has, they call it HD 2D. And you've sort of got to see it in action to really get the full effect because of the um, the way you you move, the um, the way you you move around and the sunlight glints off the water or the, the trees rustle gently and all the shadows and stuff are stunning. Yeah. Graphics wise, this I'm um, looking at a, um, a picture of a snap, a screenshot of it, and it reminds me of um, old school Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy yeah. VII. Well, it's nothing like Final Fantasy VII. Oh, no, it's not. I meant the whole like 2D, the little sprite, little sprite character with the 3D mo- 
background. Final Fantasy VII was completely different. Final Fantasy was 3D characters on a, a painted background. That's I meant You're thinking as... of the older Final Fantasy games, which are actually 16-bit. Yeah. I was actually thinking there was another game that this reminds me of, kind of like similar to Golden Axe, but and um, the old original Diablo is what is how it's, some of the screenshots are looking like. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I just a bit of a sucker for that um, that 16-bit art style. Yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as it's done well, it's always yeah. going to look good. So, and I'm looking at this, and yeah, the graphics are looking. And it's a, I like the, it's a very expressive art style in terms of the the characters. You can give them a lot of facial detail. Yeah. This is a, 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 this this is a, a good game like this. This makes the Nintendo Switch equally rivaling the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One. As if it wasn't already doing that with Mario and Zelda. And the Smash Brothers. <laughs> when that comes out, yes. Yeah. But with Mario yeah, with Mario and Zelda, the, but before before Mar- before Zelda came out, people were like, ah, Nintendo Switch, and yeah, not many people will play it. But then when Zelda came out, I was like, okay, we're gonna play this. This is a very good game. Okay. I don't know what rock you were living under. <laughs> oh um okay. Um what are the this what are the cruise what are your criticisms to the game? Um don't know if I have any really. Oh, so uh, I just checked. Breath of the Wild was a launch title, mm. so no one was like, "No, nah, I won't get a Switch." Before they saw Breath of the Wild, because it was a launch title, there was no way to not be able to get it on day one. Okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, the I suppose uh, the story is a little bit inconsistent uh, between some characters. Some of the characters are quite light-hearted. But then there's the um, there's the dancer who incredibly like incredibly dark compared to the other stories so far. Her best friend's murdered and she's uh, basically forced into prostitution as a as part of her quest to find the people who killed her dad. The D- the DJ who's going. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that in a dirty way. He, I'm saying he's looking at the graphics and he's wanting to go play this. <laughs> yeah, not, I'm just every, looking... not everything about the DJ is. Actually, no, <laughs> oh, let's not go. Let's not. Let's not venture into you. You both. Oh, it'd be it'd just be bad. Anyways, um, Buck, you've been playing a couple of games this week. Um, yeah. Um, just going a little bit old school. Um, turn around and. Went to, went to the through the process of looking at some games that I've been wanting to get for a while. So I went in and picked up um, Assassin's Creed. Uh, okay, just looked at the show notes here, and you said Origins. No, I haven't been playing Origins. Ah, oh, my bad, my bad. Um, I was playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Ah, okay, my mistake. But also uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is pretty cool. So which which one's better? Which one was better? Uh, those two. Um, they're both actually really, really good. Both like there's actually a lot of similarity now between um Assassin's Creed and Tomb Raider, the stealth attacks and that sort of stuff. They just need to get their melee attacks up a, a bit more. But yeah, I like the fact that they've introduced using the bow and so forth the way they have and different weapons, increasing the ability of the weapons, all that sort of stuff. Whereas the original Tomb Raider from back twenty years ago with the original PlayStation and so forth. You only mm-hmm. had. So, t- so tell me briefly about the uh, what's Rise of the Tomb Raider about? Uh, Lara Croft. Some informa- some information about immortality and the divine source, and trying to vindicate her father while taking on Trinity. Oh, cool. It's a the game's been around for a few years, so it's not like it's a new game. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one came out in uh twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing, one of the main things I like is they've got optional tombs to go and do for bonus prizes and skills and stuff like that. So yeah. And Syndicate, well, uh, just tell me a little bit more, a little bit about that one. A little bit about Syndicate. Yeah, like this plot and stuff. Um, well, it's an Assassin's Creed franchise, and it's two twins. It's uh, you got a brother and sister, and they're running around London and taking on the Templars. Oh, nice. And you have from what I've seen, um, a little bit, but yeah, it's also it's you have to build up your network of spies and you um, build up gangs. You got to take over different sections. The same as with all the others, you got to go and slowly take control of the city and then battle bosses. 
But in this, you get a try. So, uh, as I said to the professor, so what, what, what you, so you, you said you liked the two games because they had similarities of like stealth kills and the combat systems. What yeah. else? Uh, just find the play. Yeah. What, uh, what are your biggest criticisms to those two games? Uh, the fact that I've actually got to stop playing them and go to stuff. <laughs> I mean, gameplay wise, or like, no, they're both pretty good. Like, as I said, like the, um, Melee combat in Tomb Raider needs a little bit more, but yeah, getting there to start, it's starting off into a better direction than what it used to be. Yeah, because Assassin's Creed, because Tomb Raider, it, it's bit, they were trying to, I remember the direction they were taking is a bit darker, they were trying to get to with the rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, I'm remembering back with the original Tomb Raiders, and it, they were always pretty dark. Like you had beasts, beasties that were chasing you around that the flesh was bone. Uh, if you metal, pardon? Metal. <laughs> oh no, some of them were bone. So, um, but yeah, you got the if you, you had you had the pit traps and all that sort of stuff and swinging logs and everything back in the day. And this is bringing up similar sorts of traps that you got to be aware of and react to. Although there's less of the um, jump combo for bouncing off of platforms to get up to extra different areas and so forth. But yeah, no, there's some. There's still the puzzle. You got to work your way through to how do I trigger this mechanism there and all stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, for me, um, do you think there's enough puzzles in the new Tomb Raider? Um, in some areas, yes, because it was never just purely the puzzles. It's the combination. Okay. So you've got the running around, shooting, plus you got puzzles. Some of the puzzles could be a little bit more complicated, but then again, I mean, like I grew up playing all this, so it's not. I'm I'm looking at it and I'm remembering how a lot of the puzzle stuff works. And so it's not really all that much of a challenge in some ways. But yeah, no, there's little little puzzles here and there that you have to sit there and really sit there and think and look at extra things around you. So like in this, because you've got the bow, you shoot um, what they call rope arrow. So in one particular area, you have to trigger a couple of things to try and block some water to burn a barricade to get through into it extra area in the tomb and for the life of me i couldn't figure it out for a little while then i know this was an extra tie-off point so i could actually launch some launch something out into one position shoot it with the rope arrow and tie it off on this point and then trigger so something collapsed across and block the flow of water so i could burn the barricade so yeah it's not not all the solutions are just automatically visible some of them you have to trigger certain things and then trigger other things to make the first part happen you have to go back into the maps as well to be able to finalize them because you have to advance your skills and your weapons etc to be able to go back and use the rope arrow for example to break through barricades so yeah are you gonna get the dlc for this or for the tomb for the rise of the tomb raider i already have oh nice so you got all three um rise of the tomb raider i got a few bits and pieces i'm not sure if i've got all of it but yeah i've got some down dlc the, the uh, baba baba yaga the um cold yeah. darkness and uh, blood ties and oh it's, a, it's four blood ties and lara's nightmare okay um i've got the baba yaga and yep. cold darkness i like yeah i'm just going through the main area main game part at the moment yeah i've got uh, the 20 year celebration oh that's nice it's very nice yeah. it, i've got got a few bits and pieces there and Beaten Bubby Yard, which is one of those optional. Nice, nice. Ah, okay. And uh, from I've been playing for those who are curious. I've been playing the new God of no. War game. No, I'm not curious. Are you curious, there, Professor? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap up the show. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. Anyway, so I've been playing the new God of War game, and I would say I'm, it's a pretty good game. It's been good. So what but, what's what what do you what have you found good about it? Um, the com like the combat system. Um, the fact that okay, short synopsis is basically this is Kratos after God of War three, and this is a few years after after the events of God of War three. He lives in name of, um I think it's Scandin in Europe, and he he's has a he has a son named Atreus. A, a great god living in in Europe. No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> oh. Who would have? Who would have thought a Greek god would live in Europe? Would you have thought that, Professor? Never. I swore he was part of some 
Asian god pantheon. <laughs> oh, mostly that, not. That explains the reason why they've got the Omega symbol as part of the logo for God of War. <laughs> now I know why they're using Greek Greek characters. Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys done yet? <laughs> oh, you got more. Oh, we could keep going. Do you really want us to? <laughs> nah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, uh, the good things about it, like, the cinematics, um, the graphics are, are beautiful to look at. Um, the character design, the uh, character models, they're, they're really good. They look really realistic to look at. And the vo- and the um, dialogue, for example. They're beautifully, what, what they, how they say it in the, um, the, the dialogue, um, direction, the storytelling. All beautiful. Now, I remember uh, seeing a presentation when I was at EB Expo last year. And what really stood out to me about this game was the uh, was his son. Yeah. How does that like? Does that work as well as? Is that as cool as I think it is? Having his son to do finishing moves and stuff. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. It's very nice to to see his son to see his son that um in the game, um assisting you in combat and whatnot. I have to say, I like the fact that looking at some of the stuff, they've actually moved from the Greek mythology to the Norse mythology. So they've evolved into another area. And the other thing about this game, I should also, I should, um, like, this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but um, in... Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> I won't spoil it too much. All I would say is this version of God of War, it's not like the God of War game, God of War um, that you've played in the in a long time, it's it's totally different. That's all. Uh, that's what I'm going to say about this game. But uh, my only bit of criticism to this game is the uh, repetitive enemies. Just sometimes it gets repetitive and it's very annoying. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the criticisms to this. But I will say that overall, it, it's it's been good to play. Like I finished the, playing the main game. Now I'm doing all the side quests, and they're pretty fun too. Uh, side quests. So it's uh, non-linear. No, it's not linear anymore. That's oh, uh, that's the thing I forgot to mention. Um, yeah, it's not it's not linear. Um, is so like sometimes you would get like a side quest to fetch this guy's armor or fetch the materials to make it to make a, a very cool armor okay. and such. But they've um they've made it really good this time around. Like they've think I think they've learned all the lessons from the previous God of War games and made a very good God of War game for this one. Uh, anyways, um. Shall we? I'll move out to the move to shoutouts. Um, so shoutouts for this week. Um, we've got the eclipse this week. You guys saw it? Yep. Oh, that was it was beautiful to see that blood moon. I haven't seen a uh, total lunar eclipse in about ten years, so enough time for it to be impressive again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's and they said that this was the longest one. Yeah, the longest one this century. Yeah, one hour and forty three minutes. That's pretty long. Yeah. But it was nice to sit there with a cup of tea and yeah, yeah. The next one they're saying uh, it'll be in the US on January twenty one, twenty nineteen. So okay, okay. Might so they that. won't miss out entirely. I did see a couple of posts on Reddit today that uh, people got uh, stayed up to watch the eclipse and then realized that it's not visible in the US. <laughs> uh... did, they, did they phone up nine one one to complain? I can't see the lunar eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! No, it's the moon. That's obviously under space force jurisdiction. <laughs> ah, see, that's the reason why they need Donald Duck. Quick, contact the red phone. Oh. And, although I have, I have to say, I did do the um, lunar eclipse viewing in a very Australian manner. I had a cup of tea, some freshly made damper, and some Tim Tams. Oh, nice. oh, very nice, very nice, very nice. Pure, purely because it wasn't going to be visible in America, so I thought I'd make sure it was an Australian event. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing more Australian than a good bit of tea and some damper and tin tan. Did you include the honey and the damper as well? No, I had golden syrup. Ah, oh, hun- damper with honey. That's that's the that's the beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, golden syrup, similar to honey, but it's actually sugar. Yeah, and that's the Doesn't original. Stop it being it's absolutely not- amazing. It's it it makes it a whole lot better ah, okay. because that's what they used to have back in the day was that will treacle. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna make some damper now. Um, well, the other shout out is for the all the university graduates this year. Mid congratulations, this everyone. Yeah, or this semester. 
yeah, mid mid year graduations. Congratulations to everyone on achieving such a stupendous milestone in their academic careers. Let's go watch a couple of friends graduating. And I have to say, it's actually quite enjoyable to sit there in the audience and watch them all trooping across the stage and watch all the pomp and ceremony involved. Yep. Uh, but it's beautiful to see. It's beautiful to see the next crop of graduates. Um, Actually, I have to agree. It was forward. beautiful. There were, there were, there were a, I was at um, an education and health graduation ceremony, and there were, there were a lot of nurses, and some of those nurses were extremely, extremely attractive. Fuck <laughs> you, sleazebag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, didn't say anything else other than they were extremely, extremely attractive, and I... Uh-huh. They, they they weren't looking trashy. They were looking quite classy and attractive. I mean, and it's pretty hard to look trashy in a graduation gown. Oh, no, a couple of girls actually managed to pull it off, trust me. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, now I knew, knew a couple of the girls who were graduating from the nursing and so forth, and, yeah, um, haven't helped the first person. There's a patient <laughs> that is sleazy with them. They are they, they are feisty as well as, well as talented and intelligent. <laughs> and one of them, I have to... I, I'm not going to say a name, but yeah, she graduated with distinction in Ooh. nursing and behavioral science. So yeah, she's an overachiever's over. Nice. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, so let's wrap up the show. Um, so uh, any more shout outs to cut from you guys? No, no I think we've covered them all. all. Ah, okay. Okay. Anyways, um, thank you for liking the show. You can visit us at That's Not Can Productions and listen to our old podcast episodes. And feel free to leave a comment and maybe you can buy yourself some cool Nerds Amalgamated merchandise. Uh, you can email us your feedback on our email at nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. Um, follow us at our Facebook page at Nerds Amalgamated. And follow us on, also on Twitter at, N, um, at namalgamated.com. Um, you can also That's go. That's not our Twitter address. Our Twitter address is not nAmalgamated.com, is it? At nAmalgamated, yeah. Capital N Amalgamated. No dot com. Uh, mm, only dot here is the DJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, you can take the show on the go with all your platforms, iTunes and Stitcher. All, all the stuff we've been talking about will be linked on the show notes below. So from us. See you guys. See you next week. Au revoir. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.